Hi, and welcome to Radio Free Brighton. This is the Politics Show with Davy Jones. And I'm very fortunate today. I've got two people with me who are from Due East. And they'll explain what Due East is shortly. I have Christine Alshaba, who is the chair of, the, of Due East, the neighbourhood council in Whitehawk, Manor Farm and Bristol Estate. And I also have uh, Graham Allen, who is a community development worker, activist in... Uh, for serendipity, who have been giving a lot of the community support to Due East. So, Christine, could you just explain to people who are listening who might not know, what is Due East and where does it come from? Due East started because we um, were one of the areas that were given um, a pilot scheme to work for the council to see how we could run or improve council services within the area. And we, it was only for a year, and the thing we were frightened of was that we would do a year and then the council would withdraw everything and stop. So we, with the help of Serendipity, we've taken it further. We're a company in our own right. We're a registered charity. We have a board of trustees, and we're there working for the people of Whitehall Manor Farm and the Bristol Estate. And the important thing is to get more people involved. So I got that right then, it is not, it's not just Whitehawk, it's actually Manor Farm and Bristol Estate, because I know there's a lot of sensitivities about the different areas in, in, in there. No, it? it's the three areas, <laughs> Bristol Estate, Manor Farm, Whitehawk, and it's very important that we learn to be one area, that's why we were called Due East, because we said we were the furthest, furthest east there is in Brighton. Yeah, and um, so the Neighbourhood Council, how many people are on this Neighbourhood Council? There's 11 trustees. Yeah. And we have the backing of the three serendipity um, people. I'm chair. Neil and Anne are vice chairs. And then we have uh, um, communications, environment, oh, equalities, health, all different things that pe different people lead on. Yeah. So to take it forward and to involve more people and to see where they need help and what problems there are. So what sort of things does Due East actually do, I mean, in, in the area? And you mentioned some things like environment and other things like that. Are you, are you involved in campaigning on those issues in the area? Or? Well, yes. Well, we started right at the very north of Whitehall. There's some low-rise flats that look terrible. They wanted a bit of garden stuff, so we've provided some funding. They've bought pots, done their bit of garden... Now other people want it. So the idea is to gradually grow that across the whole three areas so that the area looks brighter and slowly to incorporate around us the hill, South, um, Whitehawk Hill, um, Sheepcote Valley, all that, bring it in. But it's going to take time and having enough people who are interested to do it. We're very lucky we've got the Race Hill Orchard that's there. So we work with them as well, right. and also with city parks from the council. So we're not doing it on our own, nor are we treading on the toes of the council. We're working together. And um, so you envisage Due East being something which will continue forever? As it it's were. going to continue a long time after I've gone, I hope. <laughs> so, and, um, so it's been going now for 18 months, did you say? 18 months, yeah. yes. Yeah. And uh, so initially it was a pilot. From the council. Yes. Yeah. And how did the pilot go? I mean, how, how did people locally feel about that? Did they feel it was worked well, or some people felt it worked well? We've had a issue on the parking on the Broadway. We've been trying to solve. 
um, because the shops are losing custom because of the parking. We've been partially successful with that, but we're not letting that rest. That's something that's going to be carried on. Um, health issues, which I haven't been involved in, Patrick's been running that with Graham, um, is helping people you know, get the best for their health they can. Mm. So it is all different people, different things, working together for one aim, the benefit of the residents. Yeah. And you've got people from all those three different areas, Whitehall, Man of Arm, and... Yes, yes. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Yeah, good. Grant, do you want to add in anything from your perspective about uh, how it's gone so far? Yeah, as a community development worker, what we're trying to do is help as many people as possible get involved in community work and it could be attending a meeting it could be finding out more about what's going in your area getting together with your neighbors and having a street party setting up a, a lunch club or a baby and toddler group all ages all types of people all issues and really our, our role is to try and help support more people to get involved and the people that do get involved to do more and better things and so we help them set groups up and maybe get resources and funding and also to link them into other sources of help and support. So uh, although it's a neighbourhood initiative in the east of Brighton, in Whitehawk, Manor Farm and Bristol Estate, there's groups all, all over the city and there are, yeah. are organisations and services who work in the, city, in, in the area and, uh, and who we try and link them up with. So it's, uh, it, it, the main aim is getting more people doing more things. Yeah. And has it been successful? Are you getting more people to be more involved? Slowly we are. When we started, it, it was all the odd one, but now we are getting more people. More people are interested, more people have heard of us. I went up to North White Hawks Tenants Association on Monday to tell them all about it. It's a new committee, so, you know, include them, give them the dates of meetings, say come along, um, you know, we're there, join in, because we want to improve the life for everybody. Um, and that's what we're trying to do. Because mm. I know that that part of Brighton has had a lot of of different initiatives and projects and things to involve residents over the years, hasn't it? I mean, there was, a, there was EP for you. I wasn't actually in Brighton then, but I know there was, there was that and there's been other things since. And there's a bit of a legacy, I know, in some parts of Brighton of people feeling that, you know, they've had these sort of things done to them, but they haven't necessarily felt they've had control of it. Is that something which you feel you have to overcome? Is there a certain cynicism about these things? Is that an issue? Yes, I was involved in EBFU towards the end of it. And there were lots of mistakes made because people weren't included. It was officers. Right. What we want to do is get the people involved. You live there, you say what you want. We're not promising we can change the world, but we're willing to have a go. And, you know, that's what we want, to improve the standard of living. Um, and not by giving them money to do this, that and the other, but to improve the outlook. Mm. Um, we've got a big campaign working, trying to get the drugs off the estate. We work with the police with that. Um, you know, simple things that will have, hopefully, show that we're there and we're, we're being recognised. Yeah. It's always... It's always being successful on some little things like that actually make people take it seriously, isn't it? Yes. It's, if they think it's just a talking shop and another meeting to go to, they won't necessarily show up. But if they, if you can show that you're actually changing things and doing things, then people begin to take you seriously, don't they? They do. One of the things that we've just started working on is equalities. 
Now, I look at people, people are the same to me, no matter what colour, creed or anything. I don't have any recognition of those sort of problems. But there are people that do. And it was only when a group of us got together and we were talking, um, simple words that we use, in, uh, my age would used in the past, now are offensive. Mm. And it was learning that, learning the history of why they're offensive mm. and how we can mix with each other without it mattering. Mm. And that, it's been very interesting. It's a big learning curve. Mm. Um, and it's great. We've got some training coming up. It looks like it's going to be September now. So it'll be get more people involved to stop these, oh, well, they're gay, they're black, mm. um, they're disabled. I don't like those titles. We're people. And I think that's what I want to get everyone to recognise. We're people, the same, no matter what. Mm. You've got any thoughts on the history of, of areas like that and, and people being a little bit wary about getting involved? I mean, I know from my own experience of doing community involvement work that probably the biggest single barrier is people being a bit cynical about, about stuff. I mean, well, has that been an issue in your experience? It has. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, Whitehook has a, an incredible history um, an incredible history as a community uh, set up in, uh, in the 30s and, and one of the things in our community work we're really fortunate in Whitehall to have a fantastic local history group called East Brighton Bygones and this is a group of people right. mostly in the 70s and 80s many of whom were the, amongst the first families to be living in right. Whitehall when the estate was first built in the 30s and we're really really fortunate that they just they celebrated their 10th year last year right. They have recorded the history. They're Fred Netley, who set the group up, who is himself hugely influential with his wife and many others uh, uh, in the 50s and 60s in setting up lots of social and community activity then, is still active, still part of the group. He's written a book about the history of Whitehawk up to 1975, but uh, just to use this as a platform to say, anyone, budding authors out there, we're looking for people <laughs> to tell two. the story since then, absolutely, and three. But we're so fortunate to have people who still remember and celebrate that time yeah. and and meeting and so for example they most recently they did a, did a project with younger people with uh, cultures club with members of the crew club to, to actually uh, swap their memories and swap um, experiences of teenagehood and so forth and to create films together and then they have an event at the valley social center where there was a huge room full of people of absolutely all ages celebrating what what the area meant to them so i think the history of course there's lots you you ask it you know there were about five or six thousand people that live in this area, Whitehall, Manor Farm and Bristol Estate. You ask each of them for uh, what matters to them, what their views of the past are, there'll be all sorts of views. And in a way, what Juice does, it gives an opportunity. It's like a big melting pot. I mean, the city itself is a melting pot yeah. with massive diversity, but mm -hmm. so is this area. And we provide, we hope, a place where anyone can come and have their say and then get involved and meet people like them, not like them, uh, get involved in something they, they want to do and make a difference. And the key thing about Duaced, and looking back on the history of some of the initiatives, and you, you used a phrase, uh, people being done to. I think that's a very old fashioned phrase and, and, I, th and, I, and, and I think we all recognise that, that that it doesn't work when you provide services. And what we're really talking about here are public services, whether it's the health, police, schools, they don't work if they're top down because people don't engage. 
and, and people want to have their say, they want to be involved increasingly in affecting all sorts of aspects of their life. So it is in community work. And what Due East does, it's a resident-led and controlled body. The people who are in charge aren't councillors, aren't people like me. I have no voice in it, although I'm speaking today. My, I have no decision. I don't make decisions. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I can't vote in issues. Yeah. That's for residents. That's for Chris and all the hundreds of people who are involved in it. And I think that's what's really, really important. And we're finding that people like the idea. It's, it's sometimes a little bit scary. Oh, can we? Can we do this? Can we really get together and do this? Could we, could we change things? Could we, you know, and could we go for some money? Could we set something up? Well, actually, yes, you can. Once you overcome that confidence barrier, um, it, it can be quite powerful. So we're at early stages with Due East. It's, it's quite a new organisation, and it's coming after a period where there were many, many things happening, yes. um, uh, it's, and especially that period where there was lots of fun money coming into the area. Lots of really good things were left behind. Uh, for example, the Crew Club, that fantastic youth uh, centre, which is left behind. Many others, uh, many other community organisations across East Brighton benefited from that. And I think there is a, a, a something po very positive that we can still learn from. However, we're in a completely different time now, where the, that money isn't available, public services are struggling to, to, to keep the, themselves mildly, going. Yeah. And so one of the things that communities can do is get together and begin to say, well, what can we do ourselves? Yeah. And let's take a bit more responsibility. And that's, that's, those are some of the things that I, as a community worker, help Chris and, and uh, the dozens of people involved in Dewey's to get involved. And we welcome any more. So if, yeah. we're, if you're out there in that area, please just, just let us know if you want to get involved and we'll tell you in a while how you do that. Before I bring you back in again, Christine, on that, in case you want to add anything I mean, I think the memory thing in history is really, really important. I mean, from my own experience of doing other similar things in other areas, I think people having some tangible record of what they've done, you know, rather than it just being in a few people's heads is incredibly important. So, so yes, anybody out there wants to do <laughs> volumes two and three of the history of why, well, what a great yeah. project that would be. I mean, that may be something that the Dewey Council should do themselves do. And, and there is a group actually of young people uh, producing a film about the history of the crew club, which is 15 right. years old this year. Right. So that, but that's just one aspect of it. So yeah, uh, yeah the, the, these stories are always being told. Yeah. Christine, I know, uh, do you, would you like to go comment further on the, on the points that we just just Graham's just been talking about? Well, the... how we've seen the development of Due East is that the commissioning went out. Um, I think it was March time we started for the development work in the areas, yeah. and with a discussion with Serendipity, we've decided to join together, mm. and we put in a joint bid for that commissioning work. Very nervous time, but when we found we got it, I was whooping around the house like an idiot. Um, and that now is a big learning curve for us because everything that serendipity do, we've got to learn to be able to take that on. Because our aim is, in three years' time, when it goes in again, to be putting in that bid ourselves. Not that we want to get rid of serendipity, because they are so supportive, but it's to show what people can do, yeah, yeah, yeah. that there is power in the people. Yeah. And we should be proud of what we are, where we are, and what we can do. Yeah. And this is, when you say commissioning, do you mean commissioning services in the area? Is, it, is, it, is, that, the, is that what you're referring to, sort of the commissioning process? We had to go before... Graham can probably explain that better than I can. There is some city council funding available yeah. uh, uh, every two or three years yeah. uh, for what's called community development work oh, right, in various yeah, neighbourhoods of the city. Right, and so, um, and in this case, 
Serendipity is one organisation that, that, that has been historically provided that service in some areas. There are other great organisations like the Trust for Developing Communities, yeah. uh, Community Works, which, which yeah. provides uh, um, support to all the voluntary organisations. And there are more than a thousand active community groups oh, in the city yeah. as a whole. Yeah. There's probably 50 or 60 that we know of in the, area, in the due east area, but yeah. we're, we're wanting there to be more. And um, uh, th th that process came up and we decided as Serendipity that we actually would only really want to bid for that if there was a, the opportunity for a resident-led body to, yeah. to take yeah, control yeah, of that process. Yeah. Because yeah. in the end, as, as Chris has said, we, our aim is, is to, to, to leave things behind that, that can sustain yeah. themselves and to be run by local people. And, and I mean, would you, do you think that the Dewey East eventually would maybe want to actually be commissioning some of the services that are provided? On, on oh, definitely. Yeah. We've already had, a, we're looking at the cleaning of the mm -hmm. streets, the blocks of flats. Mm -hmm. We've looked at the traffic parking on the Broadway. Mm -hmm. um, general look at car parks and garages. Um, the waste collection, how mm -hmm. infrequent it can be. And what we're tired of doing is talking to one person who doesn't really know the area. We want to talk to the person that works in the area, whether he's the bin man on the street himself, but he's the man who's doing it. Mm. And it works far better by talking to them. Yeah. So that's our idea. Um, and we're open to people putting ideas in. If they've got a problem or they think that they could help with something, Let's hear it and let's work on it together. Yeah, because I mean, some tenants organisations in around the country have, have, have developed. They've become tenant management organisations where they actually manage a lot of the, the the works on the estates and so on. So in a sense, you would be doing something similar, but on a geographical basis rather than just in the housing area. You'd be actually maybe running some of the services in your actual area. Yes, that's what we hope to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's very interesting you mention that, Davey, because. Um, in, on the Bristol Estate, which is part of the Jewish yeah. area, going back four or five years ago, we had a we had supported a, a group there to, uh, that became the community association over three or four years, and they had become confident enough to look at that process and really wanted to 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 take control of lots of services on the estate. And we helped and supported them to do it. And they, they got as far as looking uh, at other examples in the country where people were doing that. And they made an application right. for that. And they went out to residents, as you would do, to, to see if people wanted that to be to continue. Unfortunately, there wasn't a majority that wanted that to continue. Okay. But that it, it did show that, that, that a considerable number of people were, were up for taking some control and doing more things themselves. And I think that it's really important to look at public services as a... Things aren't going to happen and improved in, in health or, or community safety or education unless everyone is pulling the weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need service deliverers to do things. We need the community to do things uh, and ourselves as well. Yeah. So uh, in a sense, what due east is the community component. And yeah. it may well be that there are some things that, that people themselves locally can do better yeah. and could I'm do sure differently. Yeah. And, and, that can, and as you said, could be in the end commissioned to do it. But that's a long journey yeah. and, it, and it's not for everyone. And it, it, that it is dependent. The other, the other side of community work, if you like, there's a right there and an, an, a, an ability for people to get involved, but it's also there are responsibilities and duties. Yes. And so, in a way, the success of Dewey's will depend on the people brought in, the number of people, but also the skills and experience yes. that they bring with them and, and their taste for, for taking, taking things further. So and that's yes. an exciting thing to find out how we are. It's a good start, but... Yes. Uh, one of the things that I want to ask you, Christine, is also is about, uh, which I know a little bit about, um, 
because I've been partly involved, is, is about participatory budgeting and the idea of the, maybe some of the budgets that are currently spent in the area, maybe that they should be decided by more participatory methods where people actually get to vote on how these budgets are spent and so on. I mean, I, I know you've been involved in some discussions on that. I mean, you, are you keen to develop that, that type of I thing? I think so, because people know what they want. Mm. Um, we're always saying where money's wasted, where it's not used with the right thing. Um, we're doing participatory budgeting for some money we've got at the festival coming up. Yeah. And we'll that gives that yeah. everybody yeah. to come and vote for what they want at the festival, or then they can vote online. Mm. And it gives a general feel across the area how people think about the things that are going. Can we improve on them? Do we need to look at other ways of doing it? Yeah. And it seems to be well liked. People are taking part. Because you did, a, you did some participatory budgeting last year, didn't you? Yes, all of ours has been participatory. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, my experience of doing this around the country is that it, it's, people find it very easy to understand, and, it's, and it makes them, we were talking earlier about cynicism, makes them a bit less cynical. Yes. They, they actually see the choices, and then they vote for them, and then it happens. So it's sort of, like, oh, perhaps things are different then. You know, it has that sort of scales coming off the eyes almost effect people are suddenly becoming a bit more excited and so on so I, th I think that's the th one of the things and i think one of the things where people hopefully will think is what they call the estate development budget which comes right. out from the council we're aiming that's housing, to yeah. housing mm. to take control of our share of that yeah. because a lot of that is oh yes you can get it done but you're still waiting two years down the line mm. to have it done whereas if we were doing it ourselves, smaller companies or one man, you know, coming to do the work, we'd get it far far cheaper and probably better organised. Mm. So that's something else we're going to start looking at. Mm. Yeah. And um, the, the PB work, Graham, I know you've been a, a bit involved in that mm. as well. What's your take on that? It's been really exciting. I mean, the, the, any funding that's available in any local area is a really important tool for, for any of us because because it's not all about money without, without a doubt it isn't but money can help to help yeah. things get going and, and to pay for essentials and things but but I think it's too often in the past when funding has been available decisions are made by just a few people and the same old people yeah. and and I guess what we're trying to do is, is suggest there are different ways of doing that and and so it has made many advantages because when you've got a process of there's a bit of uh, resource coming into an area and people bidding for it. It, it by allowing people to vote in different ways have their say with it you, you say participated budgeting is easier to understand I'm not sure about it sometimes it's not easy to say depending on the state of your teeth it's a bit, of a tongue but twister, yeah. it's a bit like having your say on how yes. things are spent exactly. and how much you know so, so uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get that out there well but it yeah. can be a little bit difficult to say um, so but uh, the, the concept is really powerful and important and when people do understand it and relate to it they they get it they get they, they get information about things that they didn't know about yeah. and then they get their feeling of, hey, you know what, I've had a say, I, I've, yes. I've, I've actually had my say locally and I can I can see and feel what happens. And then actually, for example, we feed back as to what, what uh, as people tell local people what's happened with the money that's been yeah. that's been spent. Yeah. So that's important too. I want to move on because one of the reasons why I invited you in is, is because I know that we've got, you've got the Dewey's Festival. Uh, which is on Sunday week. Which no, is it's not. It's on Saturday, Saturday the 19th week. of Saturday July. Week. Sorry, slap my wrist. Starting at 12 <laughs> until 4.30. Where? At the Pitches, which is at the bottom of Coolham Drive, between St Cuthman's Church and the Crew Club. We've <laughs> taken over a huge area, 
we're hopefully going to fill it with stalls. Is that where it was last year? Yes, because we said what we wanted, we've had it in East Brighton Park, but it's out of the area. We brought it back in for the area of the people that are going to use it. And we've got stalls, we've got environment zone, we've got a horse and cart for the kids to have rides, which is great fun. I might even try that myself. Um, have you got the sheep petting again? We've got the sheep petting. Last year. My, my partner was one of the people who helped me to run that because she's a sheep looker, so she's very keen on that. Mm. So. Um, we've got environmental <coughs> things that, you know, they do, the woolly umbrella, we've got a yurt. The church are putting on a lot up at the St Cuthbert's Church are doing a lot at their end. The crew club are putting on stuff and Mark's running sport. Great. Um, we've got some staging for people to dance and sing. We've got the 225 Squadron ATC coming and they're a good group to have involved because they the boys come and they'll help put up the marquees, they'll help take down. They don't just come to do their little bit. Right, right. We've also got the people from St Peter's Church, a group coming up for right. labour, you know, again, to yeah. do what they want. So it it's really involving everybody. In fact, it's getting bigger and bigger. It can and, be quite interesting. And you've spoken to God and arranged for good weather on the day, presumably. Of course, the sun's going to shine. <laughs> yeah. And so you're expecting a lot of people? I mean, last year there were a fair amount of people there. We had roughly a 1,000 people last year, and we're hopefully going to hit more this year. Yeah. And, and you mentioned earlier, but it might be just worth restating again, that one of the things that people can do on the day is they can actually vote in this part. Yeah, in, this in the Due East marquee there's going to be a table with the boxes on for them to vote for the different things that are put up yeah and yes we want them to vote we want their views yeah we also want them to put their name down if they're interested there'll be paper and there yeah. so we can follow up and include them yeah. and any ideas they've got we've got a huge raffle we've been very lucky we've written to various places yeah. um and We've had a lot of replies back, so I'm well pleased. Oh, right, so you've got good prizes for the raffle then? We have. We've Bowplex, Cineworld, Drusilla's. Packages at the race course. Packages at the race course. Bike. We've got a mountain bike. Smaller dinner, things dinner as well. Dinner with a radio presenter. Well, that would be good. Well. <laughs> if you're offering. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Prize, two dinners, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's all there, you know to try and bring people along and, you know, a raffle, right, you pay for a ticket, you stand a chance, mm. but mm. it's nice when you see people win things. Yeah, absolutely. We aim to keep as much of it free or as low cost as possible, yes, so uh, it's a really good family event, that's one of the reasons we're bringing it back into the yeah. centre of, of Whitehawk. It's, so it's actually free, isn't it? You know, it's, it's free, free to yeah, enter. Yeah. Bowlplex have actually given us um, tickets for a prize, but also given us a wadge of buy one get one free tickets to give out to people okay which is promoting them but very useful within an area like we are because money is a problem it might make the, a difference for whether the parents can go yeah yeah so so any closing thoughts about dewey so dewey east is obviously establishing itself it's got this festival coming up and everything you're, you're confident that dewey east is here to stay dewey east is here to stay 
After the festival, we really this year, hopefully, want to have smaller festivals taking in such things as Diwali, Christmas, mm-hmm. um, the Eid after Ramadan, which is happening just now, so mm. it'll be next year, but to take in different faiths, different people's environments, so that they can show what they do, mm-hmm. and we can all join in and have fun. Mm. Closing thoughts, quickly, Graham. Well, if you, you want to find out about uh, Due East, yes. uh, whatever your interests are, have a look on the website, which is dueeast.org, and uh, and just uh, have a look. The best, actually, by coming on the Saturday the 19th, one of the great advantages of that is so many of the local groups are actually there on the day. So it's a chance to find out, actually, in, in a short space of time, in one place, one yeah. time, so, about so much that's going on in the local area. And there is a staggering amount. And I, we often hear people saying, oh, I don't know about what's going on. Oh, I, there's nothing going on in our area. Well, actually, there is. There's lots. So come along and have a look. And I'm sure that you, uh, you, you will be interested and there'll be something to interest you and possibly something to get involved. Facebook? Are you on Facebook? Do you eat? We have got a Facebook page. Um, we're trying to get a Twitter page sorted oh, out. Oh, yeah, you've got to have your Twitter page. Um, your but Twitter, Twitter I'm finding a bit of difficulty <laughs> with, so I'm not up to speed with that. But our communications group is working on it. Well, thank you very much to both of you, Christine Alshaba and uh, Graham Allen from Due East and from Serendipity. Talking about the Due East Festival, just remind people again, Saturday, not what I said, Saturday the 19th of July, and uh, the Due East website is www.dueeast.org.uk. And uh, I hope that everyone will go there, because it does sound to me like it's a really interesting development that's going on in, in that area. Thank you very much for both of you for coming in. This was David Jones, this was The Politics Show, and cheerio.